First and foremost, I do want to honor leadership. Um, I've been in this church since I was about five or six years old, and I know how important this platform is to both of our leaders. So I want to honor the woman who lets us do what we do and how we want to do it every second and fourth Friday. Our pastor, our senior pastor, Pastor Deborah Crow, we honor you. We love you. Our youth pastor, he's my youth pastor, my brother, and my friend. He has four children, but Fresh Fire is his fifth baby. Can you help me honor my youth pastor, Pastor Emel Washington? I am humbled that you would even consider me to be a part of my, your platform, so I love you. I thank you for that. Can you guys keep that same energy for his wife, my sister, Melissa Washington? And I do honor my husband, uh, my strength and my weakness, Stefan Lawrence. Every minister, every elder, we thank you guys for coming tonight. The honorees, we thank you guys for coming, for receiving. We have a lot of visitors, so welcome to Fresh Fire Service. We hope that this is not your first time, your last time. We're having a pop-up service next Saturday, so we invite you guys to attend. Um, my fellow youth leaders, I honor you guys for your support. Kira, the lobby is amazing as always. I honor youth leaders. And I want to give a special shout out to um, Kelly Miller and Ashley Bolin. Um, anybody who works in ministry know that you could do it by yourself, but it makes more sense. It makes things more efficient and effective if you have assistance. And when I found out that I had to speak, I went to them for ideas, and they were all hands on deck. They didn't say no to anything. So I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. It's good to appreciate people. We're going to go ahead and get into the word. Um, I'm going to be reading from 1 Samuel chapter 1. And I'm going to start at verse 4. And I don't want to take for granted that anyone in the building, anyone watching via Facebook um, is familiar with the story, although it's a popular one. So I'm going to read a few extra verses just for clarity. Verse 4. Here beginneth the reading of the Lord's word. And when the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had closed her womb. Her rival, however, would provoke her bitterly to irritate her because the Lord had closed her womb. And it happened year after year, as often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she would provoke her. So she wept and would not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Let's jump down to verse 10. And she, greatly distressed, prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. I'm going to go to verse 13. As for Hannah, she was speaking in her heart, only her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. Then Eli said to her, how long will you make yourself drunk? Put away your wine from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman oppressed in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant as a worthless woman, for I have spoken unto now out of my great concern and provocation. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. God, we just thank you that you're still in the healing business of reversing sad faces. We thank you that sadness has no authority. We thank you that fear has no authority. We thank you that insecurities have no authority. As for now, Lord, we ask that you pour out your presence in this place. Pour out your presence to everyone watching. We ask that you break attitudes, break change, break oppression, break depression. Let someone leave out of this building encouraged with strength, with new endurance. As for me, I I ask, you, ask that you speak to and through me. I ask that you remove all fear, all anxiety, all nervousness. And Lord, I ask that you have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You guys can be seated. Um, so last week, right, I was in Chicago. Um, some of you may know that my mom had had a procedure. And after the surgery was over, we went into the recovery room, and um, 
the doctor came in, he came in with the discharge instructions, and he said, oh, he said, Miss Brown, he said, you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. He said, you look like you just didn't go through two hours worth of surgery and anesthesia. He said, I'm glad that you're able to put on a brave face and I'm glad you can try to fool me, but he said, I need for you to concentrate on healing internally. He said, the past few months you went through a lot of pain and I'm glad you decided to listen to me and go through with the surgery, but if you don't take it easy, if you don't focus on healing internally, you'll find yourself ripping what I just fixed and you'll have to go through the procedure all over again. He said, now that's all that's left to do is to heal inside. So we got in the car, and my mom is all the way in Chicago, so anytime I see her, she always goes down memory lane, right? So we're in the car driving back home, or I'm driving back home, and we started discussing phases. So we started talking about the different phases that I went through as a teenager, in my 20s, and in my 30s, and as she's talking, I'm like, okay, um, to be truthfully honest, Naya, your 20s are a lot different than your 30s. Like, I'm 31 now, and sis knees is not the same. Like, there's a little bit of aching going on. My lower back, I'm having lower back pains. I like to take naps. Um, my tolerance is not as high as it used to be. So I'm a lot different at 31 compared to 20 and 18 and 19. Um, but one of the phases that I never really outgrew was my love for geology. Um, in high school and undergrad, I became so in love with geology. I mean, from the study of minerals to tectonic plates, I was just in love with anything that had anything to do with how the earth was formed. And it even transitioned into my love for movies. I love movies like The Core, um, The Perfect Storm, San Andreas, um, Day After Tomorrow, all those type of movies. And I was wondering, as I was driving, how did I become so involved with geology? Why was that just something that was so interesting to me? And I guess it was interesting because as beautiful as the earth is created and crafted by God himself to promote life, to promote growth, to ensure the continuity of different species, how can it be formed or how can it be the same place in which storms are formed? If you think about hurricanes, right? Many of us love to go to beaches, and a lot of people have been posting that they want to pay $20 for a round-trip flight to the Bahamas because of this issue that's going on. But if you like to visit that warm water, if the water gets too warm, when that air rises, that's the beginning cycle of a hurricane. If you know anything about hurricanes, they can knock an island upside down. If you think about earthquakes, many scientists believe that the minor earthquakes that happen underneath every day is a way of the earth healing and resetting itself. However, felt on the surface level, it can knock a city or turn a city upside down. If you think about, let's say, um, volcanoes. Volcanoes are good because the soil around a volcano is good for fertile, it's fertile and it's rich and many farmers like it. However, if the volcano is not dormant, it could wipe anything in its path out. If you think about rainstorms, um, let's see, rainstorms are good because it cools the earth down and without it, nature would cease to remain. So as I'm thinking about all of that different stuff, I said, God, how can you allow um, chaos to be formed within your creation. Anything that God touches, he creates, and if he creates it, it's a part of his plan. So how can it be what you created so beautiful, chaos can be birthed within? God said that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, but why is it that we don't, I guess, remember that when we go through struggles? If he said that we're more than a conqueror, why is that not in the forefront of our mind? If he said that no weapon would prosper, how is it that sometimes we feel like those weapons are prospering a little bit. Last year, God reminded us women that we were valuable. But what happens a year later when we're placed in the same mindset, the same environments, the same relationships, the same friendships, the same attitudes that don't make us feel valuable? What happens when we're still struggling with low self-esteem? What happens when we're still struggling with suicidal thoughts? What happens when we're still struggling with our sexuality? What happens when there's chaos birth within his creation? The story of Hannah is a very popular one of the Old Testament. Hannah was one of the wives of Elkanah, the other one being Peninnah. 
Anna's name meant grace or favor, and although her name meant something good, although her name meant something of substance, it really didn't match up with her reality. Although her name meant something that one would desire to carry with them throughout the course of life, her personal desire to bear life was not being able to be fulfilled. Hannah desired to give her husband a son, and you have to think about it, back during those days, it was a woman's sole responsibility to provide her husband a son so that he could become an heir. However, the Bible says that the Lord had closed her womb. So in the middle of her dealing with this issue, in the middle of her not being able to um, feel, fulfill her purpose or produce in what she feels she was created to do, she has Peninnah who's provoking her. In the middle of her wrestling with the idea of not being good enough, in the middle of her wrestling with the idea of not being able to fulfill her purpose, she has someone throwing it up in her face year after year reminding her that she's not good enough, that she's less than, that she's unproductive. When you deal with something internally, that's one thing. But when the public knows when everyone's aware of your misery, when everyone's aware of your struggle, when everyone's aware of your hurt and your embarrassment and your disappointment, that's a different type of weight and that can get a little bit too heavy. Verse six explains how heavy or how bad it got. Verse six says her rival, however, would provoke her bitterly, irritate her because the Lord had closed her womb. And when I looked at the different translations of just that verse, when I read the different commentaries of just that verse, it said she did everything possible to make her unhappy. She provoked her, she made her fret, she made her fearful, she afflicted her, she depressed her, she made her question herself, she troubled her, she upbraided her, she provoked her so sorely, which can also lead to humiliation, embarrassment, disgrace, mental pain, mortification, self-depreciation, otherwise known as feeling insecure. Now, whenever somebody says insecure or insecurities, we always think to lack of confidence. But when I looked up that word, it does mean lack of confidence, but it also means liable to break, liable to give in, uncertain and anxious. So it's safe to say that Hannah was a little insecure. After all, she's carrying this feeling year after year, and not only is she carrying it, but she has someone in front of her with the same thing that she desires. The Bible said that Peninnah had children, so she had more than one. So Hannah had to deal with multiple different evidence that she, didn't, she couldn't compare. Now here's my issue with women like Peninnah. Um, I'm gonna keep it all the way real. Um, I have an issue with the women who, um, the mouth almighty chicks, the ones that have so much to say. I don't know if anybody has ever account encountered them, but the ones that act like their crap doesn't stink, the ones that feel like if they tear another woman down, particularly our kind, that it builds them up, that it gives them some sort of pleasure. I have an issue with women who are messy. I have an issue with women who are moody. I have an issue with women who decide that they wanna gossip about one another. I have an issue with women who don't believe that they can't encourage the next one. I have an issue with women who wear the hat like Penina. I was, I was raised that, that when a woman walks in a room where I was taught that her presence is supposed to speak before she speaks. I was raised that a woman is supposed to be seen and not heard. So I don't understand how we got so comfortable having a sharp tongue. I don't understand how we got so comfortable being tacky and being raggedy and gossiping and having a hard heart. I don't understand how we got so comfortable in that zone because if we were created from the rib of Adam, a rib covers the heart and the lung. That's the two most important organs in the body. So how did we become so comfortable exposing our sister? How how did we become so comfortable being hard? I was taught that a man likes a woman that's soft. And not just a soft skin, I'm talking about a soft heart. I'm talking about a soft characteristic. We've become so concerned with being soft on the outside. We have our beat face, that we have our weave laid. But what's going on on the inside? Are we soft on the inside? Are we forgiven on the inside? I have an issue with women like Penina, the heartless the bitter, the low down, want to talk about each other type of chicks, the ones that feel like they have their stuff all together, the jealous and the envious ones. How do I know that Penina was jealous? I'm gonna let the fellas in on a little secret. I hope it's not exposing girl code, but women, women notice everything. 
we can pick up, I thought it would have been a little louder, but women notice everything. You cannot hide patterns from us. You cannot hide gestures from us. We can tell you feeling something before you even feel it. We can pick up on a strange character. We can pick up on a strange character within your circle. We can tell when something is going on. So perhaps Penina may have noticed that Elkanah loved Hannah a little bit more than her. How could you give Hannah double when she doesn't have what I have? How could you give Hannah double when she doesn't have the amount of children that I have? How could you give Hannah double? What about me? And instead of pinning her, dealing with it in a graceful and classy way, she decides to tear Hannah down from the inside out. So Hannah had to deal with this year after year, carrying the feeling of feeling less than, carrying insecurities, carrying this doubt, carrying this self-questioning, the Bible says it becomes too much. But the Bible also suggests that Elkanah notices, which gives rise into the idea you can't hide what you're going through to people who are truly connected to you. Elkanah says to her, Hannah, why are you not eating? And why are you weeping? And why are you sad within your heart? Am I not better to you than ten sons? If a person is not eating, that means they're weak. If a person is not eating, that means they have no strength. If a person is not eating, that means they're not taking in the proper nutrients. If you're not taking in the proper nutrients, that means you're more susceptible or more prone to getting viruses and sicknesses. So now what Hannah was dealing with internally begins to show on the surface level, and now she's weak. If you're weak, you have a hard trouble, you have a hard time walking. And not only is she weak, but she keeps weeping. Anybody who keeps weeping, eventually you get a lot of bags under your eyes. And once you get bags under your eyes, your eyes become dry. And if your eyes become too dry, it can distort your vision. So now Hannah, watch what I'm saying. What she dealt with internally begins to show on the surface. And it's showing on the surface because it's messing with her surface level. It's showing on the surface because now it's messing with her vision. And Elkanah also says, why are you sad within your heart? Which gives rise to the idea that he felt it. That even if she tried to hide it on the surface level, even if, she didn't know, if he didn't notice that she was crying and that she wasn't weak, he felt that she was sad within her heart. The Bible says it becomes too much. Year after year, tear after tear, not eating, weeping. And the Bible says that she's bitter, and she's distressed, and she's bitter within her soul. So what started off as something internally, what started off her carrying emptiness, what started off something internally, now it begins to show on the surface level, and now it affects her soul. Modern day, that would be called a nervous breakdown or a mental breakdown. At 31, I, I, have a new, um, I have a new outlook on people or judging people. I don't judge people when they come in the temple looking crazy. I don't judge people when they're outside acting crazy because I don't know what may have tipped them over the edge. I don't know what really knocked them to lose their mind because what we carry internally begins to show on the surface level and not only show on the surface level, but it can mess with our mind, it can mess with our soul. Kelly, come. So when I read this text, I've always heard it, but when I heard it, they talked about the vow. And the vow that she made to God was powerful, but that's because what she was going through was so detrimental. So Penina, drop it. What Hannah is actually carrying, Penina decides, okay, so she's feeling a little down. She's feeling a little sad, drop your hands. She's already sad, look, it's in her posture. So she takes the insecurity, she takes the doubt, she takes the questioning, she takes the sadness, she takes what she's going through, she takes the tears, she takes the lack of children, she takes what she's crying about, she takes with her head hanging down, and now she begins to wrap Hannah up. Instead of encouraging her, instead of trying to loose her, she takes what she's going through and makes her wrestle with it even more. Now, if you're sitting all the way in the back, it may look like this yarn is not wrapped around Kelly. 
That means because we as women, we try to hide what we're going through. But if you come up close, you're able to tell that Kelly is not the same. You're able to tell that Kelly's hands are down. You're able to tell that her head is down. The yarn is embellished with sequins or glitter or whatever this is. That's because we as women, we try to dress up what we're going through and make it complement our outfit and make it complement our shoes and make it complement our relationship. But the closer I get to Kelly, I'm able to tell that she's not Kelly. That the very thing that she was carrying when she came up here, now she's wrestled up and tied up in it. And the Bible says that all of a sudden, after Elkanah told her, you are not yourself, she decides to snap out of it. She decides to pull herself together. She decides to head to the temple. She decides to cry out to God and say, God, I, I know you sit high. I know you look low. But if you could just look at my situation, I know you got a lot of other stuff that you could be doing. But if you could just remember me at this one moment, if you could just take action upon my affliction, if you could just heal me and give me a man child. I know you got a lot of other things you could do. I know you see me come to the temple time after time. I know you see me crying internally. I know you heard what Penina said. I know you've seen what she did, but I'm asking for this one moment. If you could just look upon what I'm going through and loose me from what I'm going through, because if I keep carrying it, if I keep walking around, if I keep crying, if I keep not eating, I'm going to end up losing my mind. So as she's doing all of this, Eli's looking at her. He's like, he's like, woman, how long are you going to be drunk off that wine? Get yourself together. Pull yourself together. But, she, but in the middle of her crying, and what's crazy to me past the email is that she was crying and she was praying, but there was no noise. Have you ever been so hurt and so broken that you cry out to God and there's nothing coming out, but your hands are lifted and tears are flowing because you need his attention because you've become so desperate? Your posture says, rescue me. So she pauses and she says to Eli, oh, no, no, I'm not drunk. I'm just a woman oppressed in spirit. And I've been carrying this thing year after year. You don't understand. You've seen me come to the temple with my husband. You've seen me come to the temple with Penina. But you don't really understand what I've been going through. You don't understand how heavy it is. So excuse me if you have a little conversation or a little opinion. I don't really care. I just need the attention of the Lord of hosts. And as she's explaining herself, I can see Hannah still moving. I can see her wrestling. And what he thought was drunkenness, she was actually just trying to loose herself. What she thought was drunkenness, she was actually trying to detangle herself. And Eli says, say less. Go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant your request. And she leaves and she eats. That means she had a change of appetite. You cannot keep the same appetite if you want to be free from what you're going through internally. She leaves, she eats, and her face is no longer sad. As every young woman is coming to this altar, we're going to pray. She leaves, and her face is no longer, no longer sad. The interesting thing to me, I'm coming down because I don't want people to think just because you're on a platform and you have a mic that you're exempt from issues. So I plan to get free from some stuff tonight. Yeah. The most interesting thing to me was that after I read all of that, come close, come close. Penina was never mentioned again. Nothing in Samuel was ever said about Penina. That's because she served her purpose. She pushed Hannah into a different level of intercession. She pushed Hannah into a different posture of worship. She pushed Hannah into a radical position to cry out to God. Pain, pain is never permanent, ladies, unless we make a conscious effort not to fix it, not to address it, and not to cry out to God about it. We cannot be so concerned about what's going on on the outward, concerned about brows, concerned about edges and weaves, that we're not taking a look on what's going on internally. Because a lot of times we look good on the outside, but we stink 
on the inside. We wonder why nobody wants to be our friend. We wonder why we can't keep a relationship. We wonder why we can't keep a job because something's going on internally that we haven't taken the time out to correct. As I read this text, I saw women crying out at the altar. And since being in Pilgrim, I learned that the altar is a place of sacrifice and it's a place to slay things. That's why I passed the email before we were married, before we got our families, before we had our own homes. Bishop taught the importance of building an altar at home. Just in case we can't make it to the temple, we have a place that we can slay a few things. I want us all here tonight, even those watching, to be encouraged that what we go through internally is not meant to break us. It's not meant to kill us internally, but it's meant to make us lean on him eternally. And I want to pray that God releases the shackles, the invisible ones, the ones inside. And in case you're saying, Lord, look, I've been praying, I've been coming to church, I serve in ministry, I got my friends, I got my guy, I got my job, like I'm good, like I've been praying about it, but it seems like God is not hearing me. Mary was at the tomb and cried out, and Jesus appeared behind her. The woman with the alabaster box began to weep at Jesus' feet and wash his feet. And he said, woman, your sins are forgiven. Hannah took the time and found the strength within to go back to the temple and cry out to God. And God changed her face from sadness to joy. And God gave her what she desired. She gave, he gave her Samuel. Without Samuel, there would be no David. Without David, there would be no defeat in Goliath. I need you guys to come closer. Not scary. <laughs> and if the women that we honor tonight I'm asking that you come up behind us. And I believe that the same thing God allowed you guys to overcome, the same things that God allowed you guys to conquer, the same things that God healed you guys from, that it'll heal us. Why am I saying us? Because I don't know about anybody else, but 2020 has been a little strange. It's been a little um, strange to me personally. Um, and I have an issue, or I had an issue in the beginning of the year with there being no evidence of what God said. God said that I would have finances, but it seems like the debt exceeds our income. God said that my mom would be healed, but it seems like she's still going through the surgeries and the different mental confusions. God said that I would be successful, but I'm stuck at a dead-end job. God said that I would be a successful businesswoman, but there's no movement. Where's the evidence? Not understanding. You said all of these things in front of all of these people. People are watching. People are looking. Where's the evidence? And I was home one day. And I walked past the altar in our house, and it's so weird, I just got weak in my knees. And I fell at our altar, and just like Hannah, I began to cry out. And I couldn't find the words to say, but I just felt like he was the God that would interpret my tears at that very moment. And as I'm crying, and as I'm thinking, God, where's the evidence? I'm going through these different issues internally, externally. I need money. I need time. I need a new job. I need understanding. Where's the evidence of what you said? And I got up, about to cook dinner, about to go through my regular routine, still carrying that same issue. And as I was getting ready to prepare the dinner, God said that the evidence is that I said it. It would be different if your mom said it. It would be different if your friend said it. It would be different if you read it on the billboard. But because I said it, because I said it, you can rest assured, baby girl. You can stand strong in your faith and know that it will come to pass. So the evidence is that I said it. And ever since then, I had a conversation with my husband. And it was like I just felt like I had a renewed mind. I, I was no longer discouraged. I had a little bit more patience. I had a little bit more um, tolerance for certain things. God changed my face from sadness to understanding. Or he changed my face from sadness into a face of faith. So I'm going to pray tonight. 
that God, that you just look on our eternal issues, Lord. I ask that you take away any sadness, any insecurity, any stress, any mental pain, any fear, any doubt, any suicidal thoughts, any mental pain. And Lord, I ask that you give us a new spirit on tonight, Lord. We thank you that sadness has no authority, that fear has no authority, that the rumors have no authority, but we thank you for taking authority back over our mind. We thank you for taking the authority of our internal issues. We thank you for removing the feeling of caring emptiness, oh God. We thank you for giving the spirit of peace, for giving the spirit of understanding. We thank you for healing our hearts, oh God. We thank you for giving us movement, giving us evidence, giving us a new mind in you, Lord. We thank you for doing it right now. And even if you're doing it in our lives, oh God, you're doing it in our parents, you're doing it in our children. We thank you for breaking generational curses on tonight. We thank you for this altar experience that we get to cry out to you oh God that we get to get your attention that we get to lift our hands that we get to surrender all and that we cry out to you the Lord of earth and Lord we ask for your attention on every issue on every affliction on every illness and we ask that you heal in the name of Jesus just like you did it for Hannah just like you did it for Mary just like you did it for the woman with the alabaster box Lord we ask that you touch us in the name of Jesus, touch our issues, touch our finances, touch our business, touch our mindsets, touch our understanding, touch our jobs, touch our cars, touch our homes, touch our marriages, touch our children. We give it back to you in the name of Jesus. You said to cast our cares. So on tonight, we stretch our arm back and we toss it over to you. We toss it over to the King of Kings, to the Lord of hosts. And we believe you to do it. We believe you to cut loose. We believe you to add to. We don't take this night. We don't take it in vain. But we know that you brought us here for a reason. For the altar experience. <laughs> the altar experience where we get to cry out to you. The altar experience where we get to throw our insecurities. I want every woman to just throw something at the altar. Throw your insecurities. I'm throwing my fear. I'm throwing my stress. I'm throwing everything that's meant to bother me. I'm throwing the rumors. I'm throwing the misunderstanding. I'm throwing the cattiness. I'm throwing the moodiness. I'm throwing the mental pain. I'm throwing everything at the altar. Because at the altar, this is where we sacrifice. This is where we pray. So we give it over to you, God, in the name of Jesus. And because you're able to do it, we lift our hands in this place. We give you a sincere worship. We cry out to you, oh God. We ask that you have our way, have your way in our lives, oh God. Heal in the name of Jesus. We believe you to do it. We believe you to do it. We believe you to do it. That's what it sounds like. That's what the cry sounds like. That's what the cry sounds like. That's what healing sounds like. That's what restoration sounds like. That's what newness sounds like. In the name of Jesus, we believe you and we love you and we praise you and we honor you and we adore you in the name of Jesus.
Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I don't have the words, but I have the yeah, 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 yeah. This is the day of deliverance. Some of you never thought you would make it. Some of you on your way here felt like giving up. But I declare that a newness has checked Just stepped in this building. And God's about to burst. Somebody push. I need the ladies who are being honored. I need you to walk in touch. Oh, I know y'all scared of the corona. But something, 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 something. Oh, shake it. Shift it and twist it. Huh? Turn it and break it. Huh? Shake it. Hey, y'all know no shit. I declare and I decree that every foul spirit that arrests in these women, huh? dismiss yourself. Dismiss yourself. Dismiss yourself. Ooh, hey. And we birth happiness, and we birth joy, and we birth peace, and we birth settlement. Some of you have been going crazy, but I birth settlement. Settle yourself. Settle yourself. Settle yourself. Settle yourself. I know you felt like crying. Settle yourself. Settle yourself. Something good is happening. There's a new... There's a new generation being in birth. There's some wailing women being in birth. Serena, make a noise. Serena, make a noise, Courtney, get to her. Put your hand in her belly. God's gonna get it out of you tonight. You thought it was over, but I declare a noise. I declare a breaking. I declare a removal. God, remove it. Don't replace it, remove it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I speak complete healing. Healing to her mindset. I speak a complete healing to her emotional state. I speak a complete healing. Heal her God. Deliver her God. Deliver her God. Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it, God. Don't you quit. Don't you. about you. I declare that you still live. I curse every Panaya spirit that's trying to provoke you from moving out of your destiny. Oh, God, yes. God, yes. God, yes, I still a stirring up at the altar. I still a stirring up at the altar. I still a stirring up at the altar. And every heavy weight be lifted. Every heavy weight be lifted. Oh, I feel it. 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 I declare it. I declare it. I see it. I see it. Check out. And I Yes, Courtney, come right quick. Stand in the middle of this group. I heard God say. 
that he just made space for you in this generation. Oh, God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Whoever that is, keep crying out. Whoever, whoever that is, keep crying out. God made space for you. Um, Pastor, I hate to bother you, but just for one second, can you just come? Because I hear in the spirit you saying to God, where are my daughters? Uh, like Bishop had sons, where? Where are my daughters? Where are the women who walk like me? Where, where are the women who talk like me? And, and, and I declare tonight that God said, here she is. Here she is. Here she is. Here she is. And as you put your hand on your belly, her belly, I release the blessing of your leader, the approval of your leader. That's what she was waiting for. The affirmation of her leader. We release. We release. She's proud of you. Now go forward. She loves you. She needs you. Now go forward. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Whatever happened last year that tried to put a wrench in between what you thought she thought about you. I, I, don't, know. I don't 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 know. Uh, but I declare and I decree that that season of wonder is over and you'll never have to wonder again. God, do it for her. God, do it for her. says to tell you he'll take care of your mother if you take care of my business <laughs> you want to go and you want to do and you can barely sleep because you have ideas but you're worried about your mother but God said I'll take care of your mother if you take care of me check <laughs> You know, affirmation is a weird thing. You can know that you're anointed. Uh, Samuel was great. David was great. But don't forget that David needed the anointing of a leader. <laughs> oh, God, yes. He needed a leader to touch him. To tell him he would be king. Oh, so today... Today we release the leadership blessing. And this generation will be bigger. This generation will be better. This generation will seek after the glory. Think it not strange, Kayla, the attack that tried to happen this week in Fresh Fire. Think it not strange that the enemy tried to wrap his stuff around some young ladies, but I declare and I decree that every heart, heart, I declare and I decree that every heart, heart, come, be loosed in its place today, and he sifted it right now, and he sifted it, and he sifted it right now. People have no idea that you exhibit the hurt that you don't know how to deal with. God, I, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. Uh, but I declare that He's going to give you the ability to deal with. 
with your hurt because he needs you available to heal. And I break every cold spirit. He hears your heart. He hears your prayer. God, I don't want to be like this. But I hear God saying, then don't, then don't, then don't, then don't fight with all your life. I release the spirit of calmness in your life. Storms are raging, but I declare that. Oh God, I declare that that there's going to be a calmness in your life. And I release the hurt that even you are dealing with. The insecurities that you are dealing with. Today's your day to cry out. And the only way God's going to do this next stage is if he's able to recognize your voice. You know, the issue with most of us is that we don't talk to God enough. Uh, We talk about God, what we need him to do, but we don't talk to God enough. And he's saying, I can't recognize your voice. You've been quiet for too long. But I declare that there's about to be a sound out of your belly that's going to hit your home and deliver it. Deliver it, deliver it. Get it up, this You've been struggling with the same stuff for so long, but I hear God saying tonight He breaks the pattern. Oh God! Every time I would do good, evil is always present, but tonight He breaks the pattern and He heals and He releases. But you better make a sound. Will somebody make a sound so that she? Oh, Kayla, make a noise. There it is. There it is. There it is. Your deliverance is near. There it is. There it is. Your deliverance is knocking at your door. There it is. There it is. There it is. I curse every distraction. I curse every distraction in this house. We got work to do. I curse every distraction and I lose, I lose the spirit of understanding. God's about to do something amazing. Yeah, there it is, Kayla. There it is, Kayla. I wish I had some people who would intercede for her. There it is, there it is. It was locked behind the gates, but I feel it trying to break out. I feel a rumbling. I feel a rumbling. God's about to do it. What I love about Hannah is Hannah is persistent with God, not for a house. The thing that she wants the most from God is to be productive. She just wants to produce. And that's the thing. We're asking God for the wrong stuff. We're asking God for men. And and we're asking him for clothes and and all this stuff. But God said, I want you to want me to produce something in you. Business is being produced. Love is being produced. Forgiveness is being produced. Oh, God, yes. Produce, produce. I break the spirit of fear. I bind the spirit of fear. (laughs) Oh God, will you heal her too? Will you deliver her too? Watch this. There are things that you don't even want to do. But when you look up, you find yourself 
doing it, but I declare and decree tonight that there's a new Ashley coming forth. What I just saw was a cocoon with holes in it and it's waiting to be hatched because inside of that cocoon is a beautiful butterfly and I know you don't think that God chose the right one I know you think that God made a mistake I know that you think there's some issues that that should disqualify you but God said to tell you that was just your cocoon season oh there it is and God said right now he's birthing a butterfly do what he said do do and you don't have to be like anybody because your butterfly is unique and you're going to shine in this season he breaks the cocoon spirit out of you and today you will soar and today you will flow and today you will move God is going to do something magnificent in each and every one of you. God wants something. He was looking for something in his generation. Courtney, you don't even know how tapped in you were. Because he said what I was waiting for was the backing of the last generation. Oh, God, help me. I was just waiting for the last generation to get behind the new generation. Oh, let me not say too much, but, but I declare and I decree that there's a push coming. There's a push with the last generation. Just push. Just push. Just push. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what the enemy didn't want to see happen. He wanted us to sit still and be quiet, but there's a push coming. Make no apologies for what God says. I love him with my whole heart and his reward for my love is his voice. I know I heard God and asking Courtney to do this tonight and many of you, a majority of you will not go back home the same way you came in. Hannah went to the temple in need, but by the time she got home, she had a word about Samuel. And I declare, by the time you get home, by the time you get to wherever you need to go, God's about to give you a word that something's being birthed in you. What if Hannah, what if Hannah would have been distracted by all the years she had to cry. <laughs> what if she would have stopped going to the temple? Serena, hear me. Yes. What if Hannah would have stopped coming to the temple? Then she would have missed her Samuel. <laughs> and if you leave, if you move, you miss your Samuel. I decree the standstill spirit. Don't you move. Don't you move. There's a Samuel. There's an anointing for the next generation in your belly. I'm sorry that you're not their choice because you made mistakes. Uh, but while I'm over here, can I remind them that they made some mistakes too? Uh, I'm not afraid of y'all. Uh, while they're judging what you did, can I just remind them that they did some stuff too? And just because they don't like you, God say you're the one that I put my hand on. And new sound and new anointing. Put your hands together as you go back to your seat. Praise God all the way back to your seat. Praise God all the way back to your seat. 
I am grateful. Courtney, I am grateful for the integrity that God has placed in you. I am not intimidated by your anointing. It's a dangerous leader who is intimidated by someone who can do also. I am not intimidated by you. I will never sit on you. I will continue to push you. Uh, I want to publicly apologize to you because the flyer wasn't ready. And I said to the lady, I don't want this young lady to feel like because my face is not on the flyer that I didn't give it the same energy or the same attention uh, because I want you, I understand what it feels like to be in this position and not feel like people can support you or people will support you. Uh, so I want to make it publicly known that it was not my intention. I sent it to them in the same time I sent all their stuff, uh, but because she had stuff going on, it was late. I love you and I am godly proud of you as your brother. And God's going to do something in your life. And I declare a miracle for your mother. I declare a miracle for your mother. I declare a miracle for your mother. Even in her blood. Blood live, blood live. All the way in Chicago. Blood live, blood live, blood live. Blood live, blood live, blood live. Finances open, 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 and new arrangements be made, new arrangements be made, new arrangements be made, whatever, new arrangements be made, something that'll make it easier for you. Sometimes it seems like you're being overly rough with her, but no one knows the weight of carrying her. <laughs> oh God, yes. <laughs> Not only financially, but so much of your brain, so much of your mind energy is consumed on making sure your mother is good. But I declare just as sure as I'm yellow that God's about to send a miracle. She's about to send a miracle to your bloodline. Listen, I love you. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. I look back at this service last year when Courtney did it and realized uh, that it was one of our highest rated ser services. We had about 2,000 views um, and I know tonight will be no different. Um, I am glad that God placed you where he placed you and this is going to be a good season for everybody and everybody connected to you. Uh, he makes space for you. Listen, we had to get out of here. Please remember um, Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Uh, we have our pop-up coming up. God willing, Things should be good. Um, it is going to be from 3 to 6. I'm asking everyone to be there. Please support. Um, you don't have to stay the whole time. It's 90 minutes of um, a vendor activity, 90 minutes of worship. Um, let's pray for Adrian, our um, director of music. He is, he is really sick. Um, his mother is also sick, so please keep them in prayer. Everybody's standing. pop-up address at 1890 Easton Parkway. If you cannot attend, um, we're still accepting donations for the event. We have to pay for sound, signage, um, and other things that's going on. If you can't attend, you can still, thank you, the address is up on the board. Um, we would appreciate if you support the 21st Saturday from 3 to 6 at 1890 Easton Parkway. Um, it's going to be a tremendous time. I believe God's going to move. All right, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this space. I thank you for this time. I thank you for the cry out that went forth at this altar today. I pray that minds and hearts were renewed and lifted. I pray, God, that you do something for every Hannah in this building today. Every woman who has cried and never thought there would be a day when they couldn't cry. I declare and I pray that you send peace to 
their homes, peace to their minds, peace to their souls. I thank you in advance for the productivity that's coming out of this next generation. And as they lift their voices all over this place, we pray that you dismiss us from this place, but never ever from your presence. God, stretch out in this place on Sunday. God, stretch out in this place on Sunday. God, do it, do it, do it, because we know that you can. We love you, God, and we lift our voices all over this place, and we cry out, and we cry out, and we cry out, and we rebuke the hand of the rapist. We rebuke the hand of the robber, and we attach safety to everybody in this building. We love you, we love you. We thank you, we thank you, and you are dismissed.